0: hello and welcome to ask me about k-pop the essential guide for recent converts and Season fans alike my name is shannon and i'm angelica And it's 2022. Holy shit. Holy shit. (laughs) Everything is exactly the same and somehow worse.
1: I was going to say, I was like, here I am. Still in my house. (laughs) Here we are. Here we are. Still recording on Zoom. Yep.
0: (laughs) But we're going to distract ourselves with K-pop, which is what (sighs) we're here for. As we always do.
1: (laughs) What we've been doing for the past two years. Yep. And county, And counting. All right. Well, as we teased
0: last week when we came up with the idea for this episode in the end of the episode, uh, we wanted to do something that we did 105 episodes ago. It Which feels is crazy, like, by the way.
1: Yeah. The fact that the Super M episode was b- before our 100... Was not a triple digit episode, like, weirdly mind <laughs> fucks me. I yeah. can't... <laughs> right? I don't know what to think about that because Super
0: M was the last thing I did in the real world, so like that, what it a, can't be that far away. What a now. way to go out,
1: though, right? I what know, a right? last hurrah! It was
0: truly a last <laughs> it was hurrah. A last hurrah. If, <laughs> if I never get to go outside again, like that was a good one. But anyway, <sighs> Girls on Top, SM announced Girls on Top, Girls Super M, and when we thought about doing this episode last week. We knew nothing about it. Nothing was Mm -hmm. out. And when we did the Super M episode, nothing was out. So we just wanted to give people a rundown of who all the members were in case, you know, they only knew some of them from one Mm -hmm. group. We wanted to introduce the members of Super M before the whole thing came out.
1: Right. Especially because it was going to be drawing in a lot of people who didn't necessarily know anything other than... Uh, this group, right? Like, SuperM brought in a lot of new fans, and it had, like, a more international, like, goal. Mm. So it was important to be like, hey, all of these people actually are really well-established. So here's a little bit of a background of, like, why they're the K-pop Avengers. So similarly, all the ladies of Girls on Top are already really well-established artists. So... In the same format, we're just going to break down who each one of these phenomenal ladies are.
0: And because we do have at least a Girls on Top song and a little bit of press and, like, we have things to talk about, we will get into what they have released and some of the controversy around it. Do a little Roses and Thorns because, obviously, there are things to hate about this, but there's a lot to love about it, too. And we want to cover all of that. Yes. So let's start with meeting the members of Girls on Top. Colon got the beat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and similar to all of our deep dives, we will be doing this in age order, starting with the oldest, who in this case is also the leader, and it is none other than Queen of SM herself, Boa. Birth name, Quan Boa. She's 35, born in 1986. She's a Scorpio. And she is a soloist, the like OG SM female soloist. She debuted when she was 13. And we have done a two-part deep dive into her entire career, episodes 122 and 123, um, because she's been around for 20 years. She celebrated her 20th anniversary like last year.
0: And I love, I think her presence in this group is important for so very many reasons, but I also love that, like, Boa is a first-generation idol. She's, like, the last first-generation idol mm-hmm. because her existence created the second the need for a second gen.
1: Yes, because, like we talked about in her deep dive, she was one of the first... Uh k-pop stars to get really popular abroad so she like brought a real new wave of like international attention to the Hollywood wave
0: yes so like that means this group like spans all the generations and i think that's really fun that is really cool I you're right like it, it does
1: span it's got first second third and, and, fourth and fourth generation idols that is really cool girls on top and deep
0: Yeah, I love it. Um, So yeah, like we said, we've said a ton of things about Boa in a two-part episode, but like fun things about Boa, there's lots of fun things about Boa. There's, yeah,
1: I struggle to find fun facts about her because we've did literally, like we've already talked about her for like three straight hours. (laughs) Um, but I did read somebody, I think it was like the Rolling Stones article about Girls on Top. Um, because since this time, on like Super M, I feel like we were able to get ahead of the like Western media coverage of Super M because right. our episode came out first. But because like Girls on Top debuted before we did this, there's already other articles called Who's <laughs> Girls <laughs> on Top? And the Rolling Stones one mentioned that Weezer covered a boa song called Mary Kuri, which is a Japanese song of hers on a Japanese version of one of their albums and I thought that was really cool
0: that is really cool <laughs> that's really cool and another fun fact is like this is the first time Boa's in a group like ever she's
1: never been in a group she's, she's always a been a soloist yeah this is her first time being a, uh, in a group at all which is pretty cool she never even like because she debuted so young she was never even someone who like trained like rain with was in a group yeah mm-hmm That, like, failed and then he came out to be solo. But no, she was just always from the beginning. Um, And she... We've mentioned before, like, is what is her title at SM? She's like the she's not creative director, but something along those something along those lines. And she is like the main she's not the manager, but she seems to be the main like creative director for ESPA. Right. Um, So she has worked with and kind of like mentored all of the other women that are in this group, which is pretty cool, too.
0: Yeah, a bunch of them. I mean, the next girl that we'll talk about said she became a singer because of Boa. So like Mm -hmm. that also like, I don't know. I'm excited that Boa gets to be in a group and I'm excited that everyone gets to be in a group with Boa. Like
1: I know. Can you imagine like being? uh, I I feel like we said the same thing about Super M and the boys getting to be with Timmy. And like, it's just Mm -hmm. really cool when like, yes, a super
0: legend is like part of a little fun group.
1: Yeah. And the person who inspired you to not only be at the company that you're at, but also be in the profession and like live the life that you, you know, like sacrificed everything else like for this. And now you get to work with them in an actual, like you get to be their peer. Yeah. Mind blowing. Very cool.
0: I love Mm -hmm. it. Um, So in the Super M episode, we also wanted to give you some recommendations to familiarize yourself with each person. And like we said, two part boa deep dive. She also made a crazy dance movie that we've done an episode about that's easy to watch called Make Your Move. Like, there's so much great BoA content. Mm-hmm. All her music is good. Like, watch her music videos. Like All
1: of her music is good. And she has a really good uh, YouTube series called Nobody Talks to BoA. Yes. <laughs> um, and that's really good, too. That was, like, made for her, or, like... Uh, not for her 20th anniversary, but leading coming up, up to, to it, it right?
0: Because there is a 20th anniversary documentary, mm-hmm. mini documentary, that I wouldn't recommend because it's ultimately sad. Yeah. Like, the vibe of it was off, and I, it, I can't yeah, I did from not appreciate
1: sad. the way that SM <laughs> celebrated Boa's anniversary. I feel like they didn't do enough. Um, but the series, Nobody Talks to Boa, yes. is fun and an interesting inside look into SM.
0: For sure. But some specific videos that we didn't recommend in the Boa episode that I was able to find are um, she did a little dance to one of the songs Black on like two albums ago. Um, there's no music video. It wasn't like released as a single, but there is like a dance video in a dance studio with like two hot boys and hats or whatever. Nice. And it's just like a good showcase of what a great dancer she is. And I love that song. So I like that it has its own little video. Um, and then the other one is a live unplugged version of Only One, which is like arguably arguably Boa's most p- famous song. It's a partner dance with a boy. Every boy at SM like knows this dance, and like most of them have at one point or another been called up to dance Only One with Boa. Mm-hmm. But this is her just sitting on a stool like singing it very live, and like she has such an interesting like raspy. Airy her voice is so interesting, and I think that yeah, this very uh, unique this video really showcases it in a good way. So awesome. Boa Rex.
1: Beautiful. Okay, so next in age order, would you like to introduce? I would
0: love to. Next up in age order is Taeyon, one of the vocalists for Girls on Top. Her birth name is Kim Taeyon. She is 32 years old. She was born in 89, and she is a Pisces. And Taeyon was in Girls' Generation, or still is in Girls' Generation, um, and also was in the subunits T So and OGG. Uh, we did a deep dive on Girls' Generation. It's episode 54. If you don't know anything about them, go back and listen to that. She is the leader of Girls' Generation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They're, like, main vocal... Um, she also was the first member to debut as a solo artist, and as a solo artist, she's released two albums, seven EPs for 41 total singles. The next one comes out on the 17th ahead of Just her a few days. third full album in July, she announced. So excited. She has been nominated for 166 award Holy awards shit. and won 37 of them by herself. Wow. She's a very beloved vocalist in Korea. She's amazing I stan her so hard her music is so good I like feel like I was thinking last night like why do I like Taeyeon so much and I feel like it's the same reason that I loved like Celine Dion and Mariah Carey when I was younger like I just love a diva I love Mm. someone who like can who's just gonna
1: sing just belt
0: me a song and like she Mm -hmm. doesn't only do like ballads and she's great at those but like i don't know she makes like angsty like her i don't know there's like taylor swifty vibes or something like Mm -hmm. she just makes girl music i love
1: it yes (laughs) i was gonna say girl music too um (laughs) but also she's really she's a really fun artist to like keep to pay attention to because Mm -hmm. I feel like she tries something a little different in each album and EP. Like she's such a good singer that she can sing anything. Mm -hmm. So she kind of does like she doesn't make she doesn't stay in one lane. I feel Mm -hmm. like she explores kind of a spectrum of like pop music um, and she makes really, really fun stuff. I'm more on that when we talk about recommendations at the end of this episode.
0: Okay, great. Um, and a fun fact, fun fact about Taeyeon, she has a tiny gray poodle named Zero that He's she takes precious. everywhere. He's very precious. And she is currently one of the cast members on Amazing Saturday, a wonderful, fun variety show. Yes. That you should watch if you don't already.
1: Yes. She and Kim Keebom from Shiny get into fun shenanigans on that show. Mm-hmm. And they always have well-coordinated outfits.
0: Yeah. And I think they have a neighbor show now, like the two of them. Oh, or just something. the two of them? I think great. so.
1: Kim yeah. siblings.
0: I love this brand they're establishing <laughs> yeah. as a duo. It's really great. Yeah, it's it is really good. great. Um, so recommend recommendations for Taeon, like a ton. I'd really like I said, her music is great. Just like start the this is Taeon Spotify playlist or something. Mm-hmm. Like you'll yeah. enjoy it. But some specific videos. Um I would like to recommend the performance of I Feel So Fine from one of her solo concerts in 2018. Um she's wearing like a big long beautiful princess dress and she gets like raised up above the crowd to like <laughs> Amazing. this song and her it's
1: Celine Dion moment. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um and then as well I would like to recommend the acoustic version of 1111. She sits on a stool, single guy with a guitar. Her hair is brown. She's wearing a plain button up, and she is feel. Oh, that song! Oh, that song! That is one of my like favorite favorite sad girl K-pop songs ever, because it's about being up at eleven eleven and wondering if you're ever gonna get over that person. And it's so melancholy and light mm-hmm. and beautiful, and like, oh my god, it's so good. And this acoustic version is excellent. Love it.
1: Amazing. All right, next in age order is, quite close with Taeyeon, Hyoyeon. She is a dancer and rapper in Girls on Top. Her birth name, Kim Hyoyeon. She's 32, born in 89, and a Virgo. And like Taeyeon, she is also a member of Girls' Generation. Um, She was in the subunit OGG. uh, And yeah, she was like the main dancer of Girls' Generation. For sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: but also a rapper, I think.
0: Yeah, I think so. I she feel like there's not so much rapping in Girls Generation, mm-hmm. but like, it, yeah, it was her if there was.
1: Yeah, and she almost always had. I remember in the Girls Generation deep dive, she was almost always blonde, mm-hmm. and she had a dance break in like yeah. almost every every early track for yes. sure. There was a moment when it was like the music video would just like cut to her only. Yeah, <laughs> she's like a pop and locker like street yeah. dancer knows all those. Yeah, she's really amazing. And she is also a soloist on her own. Um, She – I don't remember when she debuted as a soloist, but she has several singles to her name. She has not released a full album yet. Um, But she auditioned at SM at age 11, so she has been training and, like, in this life since she was a very young child. Mm -hmm. Before she debuted with Girls' Generation, she worked with Janet Jackson and she was Boa's silhouette dancer during a performance at the Mnet KM Music Festival in 2005. Um, So she, even at a young age, was like a good enough dancer to be Boa's silhouette. Yeah, for sure. Which is pretty amazing. Um, She's also competed on five TV dance competitions, including coming in second on Dancing with the Stars.
0: Yes. And that was one of the things I wanted to recommend. Uh, is there's you can watch like all her dancing with the stars performances they are uh nicely logged on youtube but i specifically wanted to recommend a cha-cha to hush hush because omg i don't understand how she came in second
1: (laughs) yeah it's truly she's nailing it (laughs) the dress she's wearing is unbelievable it's so hot it's so so tiny slits up to the side like backless it's just like painted on her she looks amazing her footwork is so fast she was like gliding I almost like was like watching figure skating at certain yes. points because they're so smooth it was great and then there's like a whole part in it where she starts like popping Doing, and, and popping. it was like crazy it was so good it was how,
0: who beat that an actress, apparently. I didn't Bless go look at me. any of her videos, <laughs> but I don't believe it. It um, was rigged, I tell you. Yeah. Uh, but the other video that I put in recommendations, I feel like... If there's no way I've not recommend, I know that in the last almost 200 episodes, we have definitely, definitely, episodes, definitely, we have talked, definitely about
1: talked about this Because before. the amount <laughs> of times I've
0: watched this video, there's no way it hasn't come up. But this is, you can find it by searching for Dancing 9 Girls' Generation and EXO Special Collaboration Stage. It's from 2013. It's Kai and Lei and Hyoyeon, and they just like get it to this dance to this really annoying like dubstep song but they're just like fucking rolling on it and it's mesmerizing yeah i've seen this video so many times i can't even tell you
1: I feel like we must have talked about this during the EXO deep dive. I think, or something. Yeah, we. It's definitely, definitely come up because SM used to do these collaboration shows, and they were always to like horrific (laughs) (laughs) dubstep. And this is no exception, but it is
0: really amazing. It's really good. So definitely recommend that if you've never seen it. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. Next up. I'm going to go ahead and introduce her. Go, do it. She's my favorite. Um, also, a dancer for Girls on Top is Sulgi, birth name Kang Sulgi. She's 27, but she'll be 28 next month. Um, she was born 1994, and she's an Aquarius. And Sulgi is originally from and currently still is in Red Velvet. Um, she's also part of the subunit RV, Irene and Sulgi. Um, and yeah, she's incredible. She's my f- personal bias of Red Velvet. I love her mm-hmm. very much. I'm always super excited whenever she features on something. Like literally any, any boy soloist who puts Sulgi on a track, hi, I'll buy that. Thanks. Yeah. Great. Me right here. That's she's my, such a that's golden me. ticket. Yes. She is such a golden ticket. She's such a golden ticket. And as soon as SM announced that they were going to like do something like this, I was like, I know my girl Sulgi is in that. Um, but so some fun facts about Seulgi. I did not know this before, but I feel like it just made so much sense that I almost am like, why didn't I already know this? But all of the Red Velvets have representative weapons. Fun. Like, Exo has has powers. Yes. Like, Exo has powers. They have weapons. And hers is a knife. Great. I think she's very knife energy. I totally agree. (laughs) She was also once ranked 20th in a list of 100 most beautiful faces in 2018. Um, And you added this one. Oh, she most recently. Oh, I I totally misread that. (laughs) I thought sulgi.zip was like some kind of nickname or something. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know what my brain processed as I looked at that sentence. It says most recently hosted sulgi.zip on neighbor now and that's one of those radio shows right
0: yes those video radio shows Mm -hmm. or whatever um yeah and the most like I looked it up and I couldn't tell if it was canceled or if it's but like the last episode was early December so I don't know if they're on break and it'll come back or if it's over those shows are hard to keep track of and I know I've verbally asked for help with them on the show before
1: Yes. And I think some of them seem to have like a specific start and end date and then others seem to be more flexible. So I don't know. Some of them seem to have rotating casts. Yes. One of the ones
0: that the monsters host like has been on a long time, but they don't Mm -hmm. always host it or there's I don't know. It confuses me is the point. (laughs) <laughs> but, sulgi but anyway a show, she has one and it seems like the time that twice was on was a real good episode because there's a ton of clips of that one on
1: youtube so like i should watch that because it seemed like maybe it was a good time yeah great um some recommendations for sulgi i know i've talked a lot about irene and sulgi because the year that that came out which i think was just last, just year. last year um <laughs> no i think it was 2020 20, i think 20- it was 2020 Okay.
0: Oh, right. Um, Yeah, 2020. Yeah,
1: that was 2020. (laughs) Oh, my God. The year that came out, I definitely talked about it a lot when it came out and also in our year-end episodes. They were my, like, subunit of the year. So everything Irene and Zulgi have done, great. Check it out. It's wonderful. Specifically, Naughty is mesmerizing and fantastic to watch. Um, But I also recommend off of that EP, Sulgi had a solo song which was called Uncover. And it's kind of a slower like ballad, Um, but it has choreography. And there is a choreography video where she's just in a dance practice room and the camera kind of like follows her around. It's not still, but you can like Mm, hear mm. her sneakers on the floor, um, which I always love. But then there's also a music video, which is both choreography and like her looking super beautiful in like wet hair and like a vest Mm. and like a collared shirt. So if you enjoy watching beautiful women dressed androgynously and dancing immaculately, then watch Undercover watch uncover
0: (laughs) great rec very great um this one I added because yesterday I was like looking to try to find like the best because obviously like she's a featured dancer she's a great dancer but like all of red velvet are such good singers I was trying to find like what's a good sulky singing clip and I watched a bunch, and then I came across a video from very recently, like from a few weeks ago. She sang Adele easy on me like Ugh, on live song, and it is so delicate and soft and beautiful I like kind of couldn't believe, and so I had to add that to the list,
1: yeah, her voice is really like like you said, all the red velvets are really good singers, but her voice is very high and Mm -hmm. light and yeah delicate is a good way to describe it she is really good like a red velvet song that features her voice really nicely is psycho she Mm. has a lot of really pretty high notes in that yes agreed agreed
0: Mm -hmm. um okay next up is another red velvet a vocal red velvet for girls on top and that is wendy and wendy's birth name is sean wan And she's 27, will be 28 in February as well.
1: Yeah, her and Solgi are literally 11 days apart.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. But she's a Pisces. Yeah. Um, And she is from Red Velvet. Um, Wendy is also Canadian.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So I thought she was from Canada, but then I Googled her. (laughs) And she was born in Seoul and lived in Icheon. Uh Incheon? I don't remember. That's where Uh, the airport is. I can't remember, but that's... Maybe it was a different town. I don't remember. Anyway, she was born in Seoul. She did not live there. She lived in another town until her fifth year of elementary school. And then she studied abroad in Canada and the US for middle school and high school until she was cast at a SM Global Audition in Canada Ah. in 2012. So I think she's... Kore- I don't think she's like, she's right. not half white. No, right? I don't like, no, she's like Korean. So. Yeah. But she just lived in Canada. Yeah. And I always thought she was Canadian. Yeah, I just assumed she was yeah, part yeah, yeah. of the Canada crew. Yes, I did as well. I did as well. I but I guess she, she probably bonded because she sure. lived there.
0: But over Canada things like Timmy Hortons or whatever.
1: Yeah, whatever else Canada things are. <laughs> um, uh, what
0: was I going to say, though? Hold on. Wendy. Canadian. Canadian. Oh, I was reading things. She tried out for Cube before she landed at SM. Mm-hmm. Um, and her representative weapon is scissors.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love that, too. I love that they have representative <laughs> weapons. Can't wait to do our Red Velvet Deep Dive so we can talk more about that. <laughs> about these
0: weapons. Um. Yes, yes but uh, Wendy is like the main lead what i don't remember which one is more but she's
1: yeah she's whichever one sings the most she, she's, she's that, that. One. she has
0: all the high notes she's like the Tayon of red velvet and that she gets yeah. the big high note and the
1: like and the really big belts because yeah. wendy's voice is big like Solgi's voice is very small and she is a huge like Solgi can sing really high mm-hmm. but Wendy's voice is enormous and she has like the huge belt and also the insane whistle mm-hmm. whistle note like super smooth riffs too like she's a powerhouse vocal
0: powerhouse vocal mm-hmm. so, which is
1: also how I would describe Teon so having the two of them in one group is really cool i think so <laughs> i think so And the two moments
0: there they both get like yeah. real good moments in mm-hmm. the song which we'll get to but recommendations for wendy like i mean type in wendy singing into youtube you'll be blown uh, away you'll be blown away and in every Re- velvet song she always gets the best lines but i found uh once there's a little <laughs> We've talked about it on the show before, but there used to be a show called Fantastic Duo where celebrities sang with real people. It was the best show ever. It Mm -hmm. was the best show ever. Selgi and Wendy went on the show together. So there's a lot of really good clips from their episode. But I specifically wanted to call out in the episode, they do a like three, not a duet, a trio with Kangta. And they sing the song Doll, which came up last year in our 2001 deep dive. It was a song that Kangta wrote for two... Sexkis that had gone solo or something oh yeah 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 so it's like an old like first jenny song but the two of them sing it with kongta in like this absolutely incredible three-part harmony it is astounding there's also a version of them doing it at sm town but i think the fantastic duo version feels more live it feels more i don't know it's got a little more grit in it more than oomph. the very polished sm channel one sure but both versions are available so kanta sulgi and wendy doll fantastic recommend. duo uh and then the other thing is a couple of years ago now i don't know when don't ask me about time anymore Wendy did an SM station with John Legend called Written in the Stars and it's a beautiful song and there's a music video on like a snowy train and John Legend is there they probably weren't in the same room at the same time but, but he it is looks in like the music there. video
1: mm-hmm. and it's really nice and it's fully in English isn't it yes it is yeah yeah that is a really beautiful song all right, next in age order, we reached, at last, our newest ladies, mm-hmm. our rookies, fourth-gen idols. First up, we have Karina, who I guess in Girls on Top is a rapper. She has literally, like, six different positions in aespa. It was, like, face, center, rapper. Uh, blah, She's like, the leader, ch-
0: too, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> there were... There was such a crazy list of positions. I chose rapper because okay. I remembered her having a rap, like the rap line going on. Yes. So her birth name is Yuji Min. She's 21. She was born in 2000, and she is an Aries. Uh, and like I said, her group is Espa. So she just recently debuted. Um, but before she debuted, she trained at SM for four years, and she also appeared in Timin's Want music video. Um, and I think I also saw – I didn't do a lot of investigation, but I think I saw on my YouTube suggestions that maybe she's also on stage with him once or twice. Oh. Um, but I don't know. Uh, don't quote me on that. <laughs> she also, fun fact, has a black belt in Taekwondo so she can kick your ass. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> and to be completely honest, like, I don't really know anything about aespa. Um, I, like, haven't. I now know who Karina and Winter are because I know their faces from this. Like, I didn't... I know there's only four Espas, but I mm-hmm. hadn't, like, I knew... You know what I mean? I yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. hadn't taken the time to get to know them. Um, so I don't have too much to say about Karina, but I will recommend, um, just because I don't know her very well yet, I recommend two things that I found when I just Googled Karina Solo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> One is that she did... What I can only describe as a car commercial partner dance with Kai from EXO. And it's from the Tucson Beyond Drive Virtual Showcase. And I don't know what song they're dancing to. It's not either of theirs. Mm -mm. Um, But there's like, they're on this huge stage, and there's just this enormous car in the middle of the stage. And it starts with her, like, dancing. And then I think he gets out of the car. Yes, mean Yeah, he gets out of the car. Like, he was in there the whole time. And, like, at a certain point, she gets in the car, too. But, like, they take turns dancing around the car. And then finally, they dance together. And it's a real partner dance. Like, no manor hands. They really touch. They're both very good dancers. It's a lot of, like, body rolls and, like, uh-huh. wavies. Um, but, yeah. So I thought that was really cool that she got a chance to do that.
0: Very good. Yes.
1: But my other recommendation – oh, no, wait. This is your recommendation. You do this.
0: Oh, yeah. I I was going to say I don't blame you because I spent a long time last night trying to find, like, any aespa content that I could to try to get to know these girls. And there honestly isn't that much. Like, there isn't that much. They're, like, a pandemic debut group. They've never put out, like, a whole album. Like, there's honestly not much.
1: Yeah, there's an EP.
0: (laughs) yeah. But they haven't done a lot of, like, they haven't gone on many shows. They didn't get to do any, like, cosmopolitan, does Espa know each other? Like, I don't know. There's just, like, not a lot of Espa content. So it's not your fault. But I did find that they were on episode 303 of Knowing Brothers. And Karina performs a little SM dance medley of, like, some Super Junior, some Irene and Solgi, some classic Girls' Generation. And she's so good.
1: Yeah, she's very good. And I love watching an SM dance medley. I do, too. Mm -hmm. Because you know that, like, those four years spent training is just like, here, learn all of the dances that all of our groups have already done. Yeah. That's such a big part of it. And I love that.
0: I do, too. Um, So then that brings us to our final member of Girls on Top, our Maknae, who is Winter. And her birth name is Kim Min-jong. She's 21 years old. She's a New Year's baby, so she just turned 21.
1: Yes, I I specifically noted that because she's born in 2001. But right now, for the next couple months, she's the same age as Karina because mm. she's born on January 1st. But Karina is about to turn 22. I see. And so Winter just turned 21.
0: I see. I see. Uh, she's a Capricorn. And she is from Espa um she also trained for four years like karina and she is from busan um so i wonder i gotta pay attention see if she has a cute accent
1: yes i that's why i wrote that down because i was like whenever somebody's from busan they always make them speak in dialect at some point so i was like gotta keep an eye out winter busan
0: (laughs) um and i had a good laugh at this other piece of fun fact that you wrote down
1: Yes, I saw on her K-pop profiles that her EXO bias is Baekhyun. I died. I like you know that it took
0: like that. It's taking every single cell in her body not to ask Taehyung everything.
1: I'm like squirming just <laughs> thinking about it. It makes me like unbelievably giddy because it's just so so funny to me. Like yeah, because she's young right she's like right. 10 years younger than taeyon and so like she was literally a child like when Baekhyun debuted when taeyon debuted like they were her like justin and britney i can yes. only assume and like now she's in a group with the girl who dated her childhood celebrity crush like can yeah, you she imagine would been, she would have been like
0: 13
1: yeah. 13
0: when all that was going down oh my god
1: oh my gosh i fucking I live for it. this shit man
0: <laughs> oh my god i wonder if she wrote mean things about Taeon on on the <laughs> internet in hopes that she never finds it Like and is constantly stressing that like she'll find out someday
1: her like (laughs) whatever the equivalent of live journal is will be discovered (laughs) or her like real person fan fiction of Beckett will be discovered. Oh no!
0: (laughs) Oh my god! She girl boss too
1: close to the sun. Oh, Winter! We are not trolling you right now. We support you. You are living the dream right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> truly, truly, truly. Oh, I love SM family dynamics. Me too. So much. Me too. <sighs> so much. So similar to Karina I just like Goog- I just like typed into YouTube like winter solo because I know nothing about Espa um, but I found two things that I thought were really fun one is that at the 2020 mama's she did a really brief cover of boa's debut song ID De peace B mm. and she sings it and she dances it but it was part of a set with girls from other groups that are like not Mm-mm-mm. SM artists so she only has the the clip is only 48 seconds but it's very good 2020 mama boa piece id or id piece b um winter she covers it and then i also found um a clip from that same episode of knowing brothers because winter is uh i guess she is a vocalist for Espa. i feel like her and ning ning are the vocalists, are the vocalists if, from what i have gathered yeah yeah, but yeah, yeah. i could be wrong <laughs> So, yes. (laughs) So, anyway, I found a clip of her singing um, a song called All About You. And it's only, like, she doesn't sing the whole thing, but it's just really beautiful. And I felt like the reason I wasn't quite sure of whether or not she was the vocalist is just because, like, I don't... Espa's songs definitely have moments of really good vocals, but that's not the focus of the song. Mm-mm-mm. And there's so much other stuff happening in the songs that I think it's easy to forget that there are really good vocal moments in them. Right. And this song is like a pretty soft ballad. So it's a side of her voice that you definitely don't see in Aespa. Sure. So All About You, Knowing Brothers 303, the title of the video on YouTube is all in Korean, but that will bring it up. It will indeed. I tested it. (laughs) I made sure. Yes, I had only found the Korean title. So I just put it in the doc being like, help. (laughs) I don't know what this says, but this is what I want to (laughs) wreck. I found it. I knew you would.
0: Um, So those are, are our members of Girls on Top colon got the beat. And I say colon got the beat because we learned after they had debuted something we did not know about this group. Which is quote? It will feature SM Entertainment female artists in various combinations and subunits. Mm-hmm. So it's not Girl Super M. Yeah. It's Girl NCT plus Super M.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because, yeah, that's a good way to think of it is like we're making girl NCT, but in where we can just like put them together in any combination that we want. But rather than recruiting a whole new group of girls, we're just gonna choose from the girls we already have. And saying that out loud makes it sound like kind of a bummer, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's a good analogy. <laughs> yeah. So this iteration, this first iteration, is Girls on Top Got the Beat. Yes. And they were initially announced, I think you said this at the beginning, December 27th, and they made their debut on January 1st at the New Year's Eve SM Town Kwangya special.
0: Yes. And we were told in the like few bits of press that got this got the beat unit will focus on intense dance songs and performances.
1: Mm -hmm. So their debut song, all they have released so far, is definitely an intense dance song and performance, and it is called "Step Back."
0: Um, yes, and Step Back was written by Yu Young Jin, Dwayne Abernathy Jr., Taylor Monet Parks, and Ryan June. And we will get to Ryan June in a moment. <laughs> um, but his name being in the credits is a thorn and a piece of controversy that has really sullied this debut, if you ask me.
1: It has indeed. And before we get to our roses and thorns, I want to just, let's just talk about the song. Absolutely. Right? Because... When we, we, I in particular had quite a bit of trepidation about Super M, mm-hmm. and I did not like dropping. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, you no. guys, you know me, I, it's not for me. Why would you like <laughs> Why would I like that? I like it now as like a fun, like joke but
0: my love (laughs) of dropping is all ironic and based on my love my undeniable love of super m exactly
1: exactly but so going into girls on top I feel like I didn't really have any expectations sure I had an idea of what the song might sound like only because of the kind of music sm has been putting out lately right like they have a new vibe And this new song definitely fits into that Mm -hmm. genre that they're creating. Um, But I kind of felt like this, like, if if the controversy never happened, I would have no complaints about this. You know what Mm. I mean? Like, I, the song, they looked great. I think the outfits are fantastic. Like the choreography was really fun, like watching the stage. All we have so far is this one performance, right? And so they look great. The song is fun. It's a little bit Frankenstein-y and it's a little bit loud, but there's a lot of really cool, strange things happening Mm -hmm. in the background of this song. They have the most insane, almost Christmassy sounding church bells through it. Mm -hmm. And then they also have part of the instrumentation is not instruments but it's like this really dramatic like gothic sounding uh, like monastery choir you know Uh what I mean it's like a (laughs) bo, and then there's someone going like "Ah, ah," or whatever like it's so dramatic in the background and then you have the like clang 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 of the bells it's wild You must this, the background of this song is insane
0: and it I like insane. it <laughs> it is insane but like yeah I do I do like it like I now genuinely like it and I remember when I was watching the New Year's Eve special and I was texting with our friend Jenna I was like I don't like this doesn't immediately offend me mm-hmm. I'm not like yes. jumping out of my seat like oh yay cool new groovy song Same. but more of a like yeah, an acceptance of this is what SM music sounds like now. Mm -hmm. And this is the company I have put all of my eggs (laughs) into. (laughs) All my eggs are in SM's basket. They hooked me years ago. And I will remain loyal to my SM family because I love it. So like, it's more of an acceptance of like, all right, this is we're in fourth gen K-pop now. Like I cannot be an old cranky lady and be like K-pop doesn't sound like it did in my day. Like <laughs> this is what it sounds it like doesn't. now. <laughs> so I have to like I have to like find the good and 'cause cuz it's not changing anytime soon. Yeah. And I love the like layered the harmonies are really great. Like they showcase everybody's voices really
1: well. Like they did not overuse autotune.
0: Yeah. -hmm. The
1: bridge is spectacular. Yeah, it is. And the high notes, like we were saying, this is such a vocal heavy group that I Mm -hmm. feel like one thing I kept thinking about because obviously, like, they built the structure of this group kind of similarly to the way they did Super M with like Mm -hmm. getting your key dancers and your like heavy hitting vocalists and stuff. But Super M, the main vocalist, like really is just Baekhyun. Yeah. And now you have Taeon and Wendy, and like Boa can belt like nobody's business too. So mm-hmm. the way that they can have like Becky will have like one big moment, but Girls on Top can have three big moments. <laughs> yeah. And like that's really cool.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, the song the song is a song and like yeah i i i bump i bump bump my head to it and yeah i
1: I had a very similar reaction to the song itself, right like as soon as it started, I was like, okay, this is what I thought it was going to sound like, but it wasn't as but I was like i I find nothing abrasive about this song Mm -hmm. the way that I do some of the Espa and nct songs like sure in that like and the and fucking dropping but like (laughs) this one had none of those moments to me um which I was like pleasantly surprised by and like Mm -hmm. oh great nothing about this offends me (laughs) yeah (laughs) on first listen (laughs) On first listen, of course. But yes. So how do we want to do this? Do we want to like go back and because we've got some roses and we've got some thorns and I don't want us to end the episode on a bummer note. Right. So
0: I don't know. Do we like does that mean we got to do like thorns first just to get the bad things out of the way and then do good or do we need to go back and forth? I don't know.
1: Maybe we should go back and forth. Okay, let's try it okay let's try it let's go back and forth and let's get one of the biggest thorns out of the way sure. first do you want to go ahead and introduce this one
0: sure so the first thorn as mentioned earlier one of the writers on this track is a writer named ryan june and this guy has written a ton of k-pop he's one of the writers on lucifer like going all the way that far back and he's mm-hmm. basically written like every luna song like very involved yeah. writes lots of music
1: And he writes for all different companies. He's not specifically an SM writer the way that, like, Kenzie was an SM writer.
0: Um, But, like, just four months ago, like, very, very recently, he got in huge trouble online for using, like, a nasty misogynistic slang word online. And then when caught claimed that he didn't know what it meant, they yeah. always say they didn't know what it meant.
1: And you know what? <laughs> I am going to call Like I always call bullshit on that. But the reason I specifically call bullshit on this is because of the term he used, which is a come, which is a hungled word for or a slang word for female idol that use its which uses the, uh, the first syllable is from a like curse for vagina. Oh. So gross. it's like he knows what it fucking meant. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. "Okay, you can't do, I'm not I'm not going to like use an English version of that right now, but like yeah. fuck that." You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. "No, sir." And he Many people were upset because they rightfully pointed out that most of his biggest songs are for female artists. Yeah. And the comment he was making is about how, like, easy it is to write for female artists or something, but instead of just saying female idols, he used this derogatory term. And people got rightfully upset.
0: Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's just, um, gross and disappointing that he was hired for this specific project. hmm Especially when it was like such a recent, not that it would have been better if it was 10 years ago, but like it literally just happened like whoever could have typed, like you type his name into neighbor, it would have come up. up. So like, it's just really frustrating Mm -hmm. and annoying that he's involved
1: at all. And we don't know, obviously, like when the song was written. So if it was like already like his involvement may have already been done by the time yeah, like, they wrote the this shit came out. Ago, like, it's been. Yeah. Who in a box. knows? Yeah. But either way, it's just fucking disappointing. And it was not a great piece of news to get like at the start of all of this because we certainly got no ounce of controversy when it came to Super M and like the music that they were putting out. So it's just a bummer that when we try to get a group that's highlighting the phenomenal female artists that often get overlooked at SM, that this fucking guy had to write their song. Yeah. Bummer.
0: Thorn. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. But a rose to (laughs) counteract it. Uh, I'm just... Real easy, Rose. Their outfits on that stage are Ooh. fantastic. Kind of like if you had asked me what they would wear, probably would have guessed something yeah. along these lines for sure. They're all in mini skirts with like high boots and like some form of long sleeve, and it's all kind of like a black, silver, red, gray palette. Mm-hmm. But there's really good, like, specific pieces. Boa is wearing this, like, chain skirt made out of, like, chain fringe skirt, which is fantastic. Solgi's whole outfit, she has, like, the shortest skirt on. She is the best outfit for sure. It's, like, this glitter silver corset two-piece, and she has this, like, great shoulder thing on. Oh, she looks fantastic.
0: Yeah, and the little, like... Yeah, the little corset. And there's also a b- corset and boob window. It's yes. Like, it's so much. It's so good. It's so and, good. Like, I love all of the body jewelry. The body jewelry is amazing. They're all just like dripping in it. They even have like, Solgi has like full like strings of jewels in her hair, like in her... Pigtails, yeah. tails.
1: And one of uh, Bo- Boa has like a crazy hairdo. And one of them is just like wrapped in like silver. It's really yeah. nuts. Um, yeah. They are just like shining. Like a- face jewels for everybody. Like necklaces for everybody. I love it. Taeon in particular. Oh she God. is my favorite top. Her top is stunning. It is one of the only instances of illusion netting where I've ever been like, Wow, that works because it has it's like a corset top, but it has like one of those like period, like softer fabric on the like bust Uh line of the corset that makes it look really delicate. But then there's illusion netting that goes all the way up to her neck and the full sleeves are illusion netting. And she has this like what looks like a detached shoulder piece that is like clipped all the way down her arms. And it's so fucking cool. It's so cool it's really cool
0: the the like yes the silhouette that it creates is like so good she like literally looks like like a cartoon character or something like the way that the dress sits on her bust because of the illusion netting it looks like only you could like the way that yeah
1: princess jasmine's like yes outfits it defies gravity Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when she and she has her hair is my favorite because she has this like gorgeous mermaid, super waist length, like silvery, slightly lavender colored hair. Oh, she does look like a cartoon. She looks great. She looks
0: so great. I like. Yeah, I love the outfits. I love the outfits. There's obviously little things like I don't love Taeyeon's boots because they're like puke olive and there's no other colors like that in the palette so they're distracting and I don't like winter's um turtleneck with full gloves thing because it makes me feel
1: claustrophobic to look at (laughs) I just don't like that look sure because it feels you can't like with your neck and your hands all in one shirt and I assume it's probably like a bodysuit too so it's I don't know oh yeah so that it
0: would because it wouldn't stay tucked Probably. Ooh, Probably. Yeah, so just in claustrophobia terms. <laughs> I don't like that. But yeah, they look super
1: cool, and I like They did. It. They looked super cool. All right, another thorn. Uh, So I'm just going to do, because there's basically... Two main complaints from the netizens about the lyrical content of the song. The controversy we've been referring to is specifically about the lyrical content that seems to be, aside from Ryan June's involvement, that seems to be the only issue people really have is yeah. like what the girls are singing about in this song that this fucking guy wrote. Um, and so <laughs> the first, the first main complaint, the first the first thorn about the lyrics is that uh, just in general, the lyrics are tearing down other women. Yeah. Um, the song is called Step Back and like the main line of the chorus says take your hands off of mine step back step back it won't be enough even if you're born again you're like a poison to the good boys they become lonelier as they drink more and the whole purpose of the song that's the chorus yikes so it repeats mm-hmm. and the whole purpose of the song is telling this girl step back off my man you are because you're a whore a dirty, yucky, yeah, whore, like, and you'll. Taint you might have. Oh, did you flirt with him when you were kids? That's cute. Get the fuck out of here! Like it is so vicious, mm-hmm. and I think even if even if the writers of the song had not been controversial, I think people would have had a problem with this. Or I would say I would find I would have found it shocking if someone had pointed out, because I don't usually pay attention to the lyrics, because right. this is all in Korean, and I definitely wouldn't have assumed that that's what this song was about, Sure, because SM doesn't really make songs like that. Like, the, uh, you know, Step Back, I would have assumed that it was like, step back and give me room. Just one of those I'm braggy like, NCT yeah, songs. Yeah, like, about me like, hyping I'm- yourself up, I'm the best, step back. Not step back or I'll cut you, you slut. (laughs) Like, that's, they just, I don't know. It's just, like, so aggressive. Um, But some cultural context for, like, why a lot of the netizens are very upset about the fact that it's an anti-feminist song. um, Because I saw some people on Twitter being like, why why did you expect Girls on Top to create a feminist anthem? Like, you didn't put these kinds of expectations on SuperM. And I think that's a fair question to ask from an international standpoint, but just so that we know in South Korea, feminism is still very much at the forefront of their politics and is almost is very often brought up in current issues um in a recent study from just a few years ago, uh men and women agreed that gender issues were one of the point the largest points of contention in their political in their current in their current events. Um, we talked a little bit more about this in episode 131. We did a little brief history of feminism in South Korea because we covered misogyny in K pop as part of our Shine book club. Um, but just to, so that you guys know, or just so we all know, where they're coming from, why they're making this complaint. Um, As recently as 2018, 76% of men in their 20s and 66% of men in their 30s opposed feminism because they believe it means that women hate men. Um, So that's why people are mad that this song is tearing down other women because they're really fighting hard to get gender equality and to get um you know women supporting other women so this is not the kind of song that they're going that fans want from the girl group members that they've been fans of since they were young women themselves sure sure sure
0: yeah I totally get that like I don't think I would have wanted a girl power anthem either because I Mm -hmm. usually find that stuff like eye rolling fucking patronizing so like I wouldn't have wanted that but like it is a bummer to get Catty bullshit. Because yeah, mm-hmm. I can't. I mean, I'm sure people will come at me with examples, but like, I don't feel like that is in a lot of my like. I don't. I don't recognize that as a K-pop sentiment.
1: I also don't. I to me, like, just thinking about even the Western pop music that I listen to, like the more modern Western pop music, that's not the themes of the right. Like, it feels like an outdated premise for your song like in Mm the 90s like we got like Monica and Brandy like yeah right the boy is mine like that kind of shit definitely happened in the 90s and like early 2000s but it does feel like an outdated concept for a song when like you could just be singing about how great you are instead you know what I mean and like how no one you could just be talking about like how no one could ever take your man or how your man is so lucky to have you or like yeah I don't know you think like when I think about like Dua Lipa or Taylor Swift or even like Cardi B like none of these women are making songs that are tearing down other women yeah I don't know they're just singing about how great their own pussies are (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) as they should be. Girls it's on 2022. Top Damn it. <laughs> Girls on top. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's the, that's the thorn. Rose. What's our next row? Oh, did
0: we want to do the other lyric one just in a row or go back to it? We'll go back to it.
1: Yeah. It's a different, it's a different okay.
0: issue. Back to lyrics in a moment. Next Rose. Really wonderful moments of mixings of groups that are great there's a Taeon solgi dance duo moment that is excellent, and the Hyo-Boa-Solgi dance break. The way I, like, raised my hands up when it happened, because I was like, this is what I wanted! Like, three yes. generations of, like, best dancers in their groups! Like, yeah! Yeah!
1: And, like, not only best dancers in their groups, but, like, Solgi, Boa, and Hyoyeon are, like, widely respected as some of the best dancers of K-pop. Like, so cool. It's like getting to see Timin and Kai and yes. Ten, like, dance together. Like And it was it's great. It's so great. It's so fun. Love
0: that. I, like, I just, yeah. it just makes me giddy and excited. And it's mm-hmm. fun to watch people, like, do what they're best at.
1: Yeah, and the choreo during the Taeyeon-Solgi part I do really like because it's almost a little bit of a partner dance for them because, like, Mm -hmm. when Hyo, Boa, and Solgi dance, they're just, like, in a little triangle doing their own choreo. But Taeyeon is, like, facing the back of this – her back is to the audience and, like, Solgi is facing forward and their, like, arms are around each other and they do, like, a little, like, thing and then Taeyeon turns around. Uh And it's really cool. It's really cool.
0: I love – I love the – I, like, really do love the choreo. I like this – The hands on the head and the little, like, rollies on the Mm chorus are really fun. Like, I don't know. It's just great. Yeah. Great dancing. I agree. Okay.
1: Back to our thorn. (sighs) Back to our thorn. Okay. So I guess I separated this because it is about the lyrics, um, but then the fans specifically, like, brought up another issue in relation to it so in the one of the like I guess it's a bridge I don't know it's one of the parts that sounds different from the other parts of the song Uh, there's a pose where they say or there's a pose there's a part where they say boys are the same all eyes on me when I appear everywhere there's a flash take pictures take pictures take pictures pose and at first some netizens didn't like this part of it because of the ongoing Molka scandal that is continuing um, to be a problem in South Korea. I think we've, we definitely talked about this in that misogyny and K-pop episode. Um, But it's an issue of non-consensual photos being taken of women in South Korea. And there's a lot of like problems with the laws being very laxed, not a lot of consequences. Um, So fans didn't like that they thought it was inappropriate to encourage boys to take pictures but they specifically took issue with the fact that winter is the one who has the line take pictures take pictures take pictures pose and the reason they thought it was I guess in bad taste to have winter sing that line is because in April of last year there was a brief scandal or like moment where winter was in the news Because in a behind-the-scenes video of of a magazine photo shoot that Espo was on, fans noticed that there appeared to be a man taking a photo of Winter without her knowledge behind her. Like, Mm. she's talking to the camera, and he comes behind, and fans thought that he opened his phone and took a photo of her. Um, And they even called SM directly to report this, like, once the video came out. And SM put out a statement that said the individual who appeared in the video in question is the photographer who was in charge of the photo shoot. And we have confirmed that he didn't do anything that warrants misunderstanding. And they thanked the fans for being vigilant and keeping an eye out, um, but, like, confirmed that Winter had a good time at the photo shoot. Um, Fans didn't really swallow that pill. They weren't, like, really having it. um, And it didn't seem like that appeased them. But that is the effect statement of of what happened so that's the thorn
0: all right um next rose, rose. <laughs> high notes Tayon, wendy winter and boa all get wonderful lines
1: yeah so actually four great vocal moments <laughs> at least suck at it beckyun <laughs> Um, But yeah, I love the vocals.
0: Like I like I said, I think it's great that the the chorus, while lyrically stupid and repetitive and maybe annoying, I like that it has harmony in it because it like makes them seem like a scary gang. And um I like I said, I love the bridge. It's like definitely one of those Frankenstein-y SM bridges that has nothing to do with the rest of the song, but it's so pretty and like Boa, like oh Boa's voice. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I it it is it is quite a bummer that the lyrical content like is making you know so much headline or so many headlines because if you had never told me, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have yeah. cared. You know what I mean? Like I I wouldn't have cared. It's a fun song, and they sound great. And like we said before, like there's really not a lot of auto tune in it. So even though like it is arguably a little. noisy noisy, like it's a little bit loud um and like kind of chaotic in that new sm sound way it doesn't sound like machinery like they don't uh mask the girls voices in any way yeah 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 um and that is really great like i really appreciate that because that's what we love the most about sm
0: yes exactly exactly all right Back down to the thorns, um, and these are less serious and more just little gripes of ours, not medicine gripes. But my first thing is just a noticing that like this is not quite Super M mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons. One, Super M was backed by Capitol Records, yeah. a very old, very powerful American music label that has money coming out of everywhere. Their butts. More money than Lee Suman could ever imagine having. So, like Super M, like that explains when I was talking about the Monstax pop up being kind of lame. Like Super M had so much more money behind it, yeah. like in every single way. That is true. Um, and it was also supposed to be an international debut, despite the fact that they only sang in Korean on that first album. Like, it was not. You know what but I mean? But they came to here to the here States was in for... order
1: to promote. They went on uh, U.S. television shows. They had their debut showcase at Capitol Records here in L.A. Like this was n- intended to be an international super group. And that's why they, ha- they did that press tour so that they could get everybody to be like, oh, who are all of these people or whatever. And then they went on a world tour. So, like, pretty quickly. So, S—I SM- mean, Super M definitely um, got more of a red carpet treatment yeah. and rollout, I would say.
0: Yeah, so I guess that's just, like, it's disappointing, but not at all surprising. Right. That the girl version is lacking in literally every way, because that's how it goes with girl groups and K-pop. Especially at SM. But I'm still allowed to be disappointed by it. Absolutely. You know, I, it's not wrong to hold on to a tiny sliver of hope that like, maybe they were going to really do this one, but yeah, we shall see. But another thing I noticed, and this isn't a rose or a thorn, just a notice about girls on top is that they are, they're all Korean. Super M had like 10 yes. and Lucas and stuff,
1: but like, yeah, all the girls are, are Korean. However, they still speak just as many languages. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. True.
1: Because I was going to say like, oh, probably one of the reasons they did that for SuperM was because they wanted it to be international, right? So they had Mm -hmm. to have all the like English speakers and then they had like Chinese speakers too. And then like Timmy speaks Japanese. But you have all those languages in Girls on Top too. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Bo is fluent in Japanese. E- Wendy's fluent in English. Uh, Hyoyeon got sent while she was a trainee with Siwon to live in China and study Mandarin. Um, so oh, she with speaks Chinese.
0: M- oh, and Suho, all those. Yeah. SS kids had
1: to go live in China.
0: <laughs> they had to go Karina to China. Speaks, I know Karina speaks English as well. Mm-hmm. So they got it covered. Yeah, they do. Um, okay, back to the roses next rose is just that boa being in a group makes me misty-eyed just I don't know it's such a neat it just feels like a fun experience for her to have 20 years into her career to get to be in a group for the first time I just think it's fun
1: yeah especially because like one of our first forays into k-pop was that I am documentary Mm -hmm. right which we've talked about so much and one thing that really stood out to us is the way that all of the other idols talked about Boa and talked about how like, amazing it was that she always did this on her own. And I remember some of the girls... girls generation members I think specifically saying like I can't imagine doing this without my members like it's like she does this all on her own and now she finally gets to be in a group and like that must be so fun that must be so fun for her yeah I feel like it's gotta be and like it's fun and interesting to
0: see her be in the sides of formations because she's never not been in the center but we also talked about that in our deep dive and she got into it in her sad documentary that like being alone has been hard on her. Mm -hmm. Like when you're the solo artist, like it's only you. Yeah. So like, it might be like the smallest of breaks uh, from the pressure to be one of seven, as opposed to being the only one. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm just excited for her for that. Me too. Me too. Um, Okay. The last thorn I have written down is that my mom Upon hearing the name of this group was aghast. She thought it was so inappropriate and she couldn't believe that a group would be called Girls on Top that that is just vulgar and appalling. And I never even, I didn't
1: even think of that. Get I, your
0: mind out of the gutter, Claudia. i usually the gutter
1: mind. I did not even think of that. I would never, I literally, me either. I never, ever, ever thought of that. And maybe it is because we know the Boa song that this group is named after. Right. If we didn't say that at all in this episode, we there's didn't. a song called Girls on Top by Boa. Very important song of hers, ushered in a new era of her solo career. It's called Girls on Top. That's what this whole thing is named after. That's why she's the leader of this group. Yeah. So, of course, that's all I thought of. Girls on yeah. Top, Boa. Not Girls on Top sexually, Miss <laughs> Claudia. I know. <laughs> but I had to write it down. So I just funny. needed yeah, the I'll... world to know that. That made me laugh so much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. But I also it's funny because people said that about Super M too, that it looked like sperm and I yeah. didn't see that either. But mm-hmm. I, I see it now. I yeah. see it now. For sure. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> um our next rose is kind of a long one. Well, one is that you said you love that bridge. But we've already, have ta- already ta- we've said it. already said it a couple of times. It's a great bridge. It doesn't need to be its own rose, but it's a great bridge. So my next rose that I added on is that there is not very much content of girls on top yet because they just came out. There's really only this stage. And then there's like six videos of each member doing the like step back TikTok challenge or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there's also a step back dance practice behind. And it's like eight minutes long. And I loved it. It's like it's it's not that much interviewing. It's mostly just them like dancing. It's not a lot of them talking, which is fine. But I really liked it because I loved to see the interactions. Uh, That was, like, what I was most excited about with this group. Um, And this just felt like it was giving you, like, a little taste of what we could get if we got, like, a whole fucking, like, reality show the way that Super M got to be in that dumb house. (laughs) Anyway, specifically... I love the very beginning mm-hmm. when Tayon is holding the camera and she introduces the babies. She's with Karina and Winter, and she introduces and she them
0: what their full government names. Yeah, with like, their <laughs> full names.
1: Like here we have here we have the babies. Right, introduces them, and then she just swings the camera around and she goes and and boa is just sitting behind her with like a hat and a hood on and she's just like i am the mysterious shadow (laughs) me here like in the background and I love it because that's exactly the kind of interaction I expected out of them. And it's right. exactly the kind of interaction I wanted. Like, Boa is the seasoned professional and she's laying on the couch. And Tayon is like the bridge in between because she's such a kid leader, like bubbly, yes. energetic puppy. And then the two rookies are like here looking like scared, like can't believe they're in Boa's presence. That's what I wanted. Yeah. that's what Yeah, I yeah, wanted. yeah. Which brings me to my general statement that I just love all of the interactions between them. Like, getting to see them collaborate, just the idea of, like, getting these girls mentors that have, like, been there. And I don't just mean the Espas, but I also mean, like, the Red Velvets and the Girls' Generations and, like, BOA too. Like, yeah, they have, I feel like, although the girls that are coming from groups obviously had their members to, like, uh, you know, not not commiserate, but like to,
2: to lean uh, on, lean on exactly.
1: But then, like to have you know these like cross generational relationships is really nice because it is way harder to be a female idol than a male idol Mm -hmm. and that especially at a company like sm which has repeatedly done shit for their girl groups yeah and so like i just like the idea of them being this little like support group for each other um and I, i just really like that um so, yeah. And as a bonus, there's a lot of really cute puppy shenanigans with Zero. Because Teon brings him everywhere and he's there at the dance practice.
0: Yeah. And he doesn't listen to
1: her. Yeah. Um, and the but he does kind of listen to him. Winter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, it, or maybe, I don't remember which one it was. Um, but he's, like, sitting very nicely in one of their laps for a moment of it. Um, and one of the other girls' generations comes halfway through and, like, visits just to say hello. And she gets to meet the Espas. And I don't. It seemed like yeah, she had not met them before. Oh, yeah. um, and so I think it's,
2: it's
1: Okay, yes. I was like, I couldn't because I. She's wearing a mask. Yeah. And I thought I was like, it's it's not Yuna, but it's it's Sohyun. I think you're right. Um, but yeah. So she stops by and she like gets to meet the Espas and she's like, I'm so happy I came by. Um, so it's just nice. Damn it, it was just nice. It's just and, nice.
0: Like, yeah, I noticed. Weird thing if you watch it though, it's clear that like not everybody's schedules were lining up very well. Mm. So, like, there are points where like Boa is not Boa, it is a dance teacher whose face has been blurred out.
1: And there's a part where like Sulgi is like teaching some of the other members part of it that like they weren't there for, whatever. (laughs) Like, yeah, they definitely had to like piece them together.
0: There's also. It has a few cute interactions, but again, not as many because it's like a 10-minute video where barely anything happens. But there's another video of them shooting the stage and then taking group pictures. Um, but it's mostly just them like posing while the instrumental of the song plays 57 times. But there's a couple of little in-between
1: cutie moments. Yeah. So here's hoping that we get more. I would really love whatever like because hopefully they're going to put out if not an album at least an ep or something i hope they don't give them the Espa treatment of just giving them singles but who knows yeah um but i would like to see at least an ep if not a whole album um so that we can get more content from them
0: yeah i'd love more content i'm also very curious Just to like, I would just like this one time for SM to not drop the ball on an idea because I am Mm -hmm. so down to support this that I like don't, I don't want this to be the end. But I'd be so curious as to what other what the other combinations would would be -hmm. because I feel like I did the math and there's only seven other girls at SM that aren't in this. But I also feel like of those seven girls, like you might not have the right amount of like vocalists or like it Mm -hmm. might be a weird combination so I wonder if like is Sulky going to be Mark? And is she going to have to be in all of that? Like, who are they? Definitely. What are they going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just want to know what they're going to do. I
1: do think that there would be repeats. I also feel like it opens the door to do smaller combinations, like only five or only three. Like, mm. you know, like TTS, OGG, like not always seven member combos. Um, like, you can do different stuff. And I also feel like... A lot of the combinations would probably have boa in them, if not all of them. I feel like they should. Yeah, I feel like she should be the mark. Yes. Okay, I would like that. Right. I and everything, because then everything the can just revolve around her. Yeah, As yeah, it yeah. Should. As it should. <laughs> yeah. Good idea. Good idea. Yeah. So SM, jot that down. Thank you. Thank you. Please. In boa, sometime. all things are possible. So jot that down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, we do have a voicemail about this. Should we play it? (gasps) Great. Let's do it. Alright, so let's hear from our pal Marissa. She left us a voicemail about Girls on Top.
3: Hi, uh, this is Marissa. Uh, I'm here with my step-back thoughts, and they are mostly mean and maybe, you know, not, like, constructively critical. Um... I guess I'm just, like, in this place with K-pop and kind of have been feeling this the last couple of months or so where I'm just, like, not in line with the current groove. In Step Back's case, there's not really any groove there. It's just, like, the sound of the orchestra from Whoville trying to warm up in the back. But, you know, like, (laughs) that, like... I'm sure this happens a lot. You know, you go through eras or, like moments of the popular thing just like not really lining up with my taste but I haven't been into k-pop that long and I've been on such a long groove and I had such a huge archive to dip back into that I didn't really notice it as much Um, but now I'm really like oh I'm waiting it out I agree with Anhelga that had Boa been given like full creative control over the single I probably would have liked it better her, bri- her part in the bridge is good I don't love announcing bridges like oh here's a bri-. like yeah okay thanks um yeah so I'm just like why did SM well I and it's like I can't even be mad because I just saw a tweet that could be a lie again I don't fact check stuff I'm not smart um but I just had to tweet that it's been, like, number one for the past four days. So clearly, as M knows what they're doing, I just don't like it. And so maybe it is I who am wrong. But if I had that group of women assembled, that would not be the choice I would have made. Maybe <laughs> that's the nicest thing I can say about it. I um, hope that you like it because it's better when you like it. And I don't want a, everyone to be over here with me on Muddy Lady Island, but <laughs> alas. I hope you guys uh, talk about it more in the next episode. Uh, always love the end of the year stuff, especially love Yusong uh, and his twice tandem. Um I hope you have a happy or had a good first week of the new year. All right, bye-bye.
1: Well, I mean, I don't think that you're wrong, Marissa. Like we said, no. we also are not feeling this new groove. And like, I mean, we specific. I-, I like that Whoville Orchestra warming up. That's the part I like. Yeah. That's the part of the song I like. I love that description Description of it. is really perfect. I think it's fantastic. Um, but I also really like that part of the song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. But but I mean like when we first heard it, you know, our reactions were, oh, this doesn't offend me, which isn't exactly like a ringing endorsement. You know what I mean?
0: It isn't a ringing endorsement. No, um, I will disagree that I do love announcing a bridge. I think it's hilarious,
1: and I love it. Oh, she every said time SM it loves doing oh. it she didn't say she didn't like it she was just like okay. i guess sm loves introducing a bridge which she's right they do <laughs> i do love it
0: take it to the bridge i like this i bridge. love this bridge i love it so i like and i like that it's just bridge it's yeah. just <laughs> very she simple. just says it bridge. bridge um but i also fully agree and again with the boa part like I think that is my main disappointment that is just like, why didn't they just hand this to Boa? Like Boa writes great music. Boa is an excellent star in her own right. Like Boa Mm -hmm. is the center of this group. Like, why was Boa not entrusted to write a banger for Girls on Top, which she would have done? She absolutely would have <laughs> done
1: because we talked about that a lot in her two part deep dive how she like slowly gained full creative control over her own music. And we talked a lot about how once she finally started writing her own stuff, like that's the best of Boa's discography. Yes. Like she writes good. Music, like that entire woman album is fucking flawless. Like, she's such a good songwriter. And yeah, it is just like, what, like, from even from a business standpoint, like, why are you paying these outside people, like, when you have someone already on your payroll who can write a better song that isn't gonna get you into the press for the wrong reasons?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it was just, that was a mistake. And I think we're allowed to be mad about it. Yeah. But yeah, I totally like I get I absolutely get it, Marissa. And I get I get going through like moments of K-pop and like not always feeling like you're with the groove. But like I think it might be a product of like doing this show so long and like coming up on like nine years of being a K-pop fan and studying 30 years of K-pop that like. I think I'm now able to just, like, view it all as, like, a whole picture of a landscape of a piece of history and, like, Mm -hmm. music and time.
1: Yes, and I and I think also, like, you you and I especially are so entrenched in it now that these larger trends really do stay in the title tracks and that's why I'm really crossing my fingers for some kind of EP because much like Super M, the B-sides are really good. Like, mm-hmm. no, I do not like dropping. No, I do not like 100. But Can't Stand the, ri- the Rain? Absolutely. Like, they have really good B-sides and that's where I'm like kind of hoping... For more for girls on top, yeah. because that seems to be the trend also of just s m too right like all the um in citizens I almost call them netizens um all the in citizens like tell us that the b sides of n c t are so different from their like loud title tracks, right so I don't know, I think like even though these trends you know do come and go and sometimes we like them and sometimes we feel out of the groove like. There's always so much K-pop coming out that I feel like you can find other things Mm. among the, among the new wave. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: yeah. And I think I'm just too, like, I don't want to sound like I'm one of those, like, a brainwashed stand that can't admit when, like, something isn't good. Because we've went on and on about things that are not good about this. But I just feel like I can't, I can't give up on Girls on Top yet. Like, I can't. I can't let the misogynists and SM win. Like, yeah, we gotta stand. You can't let them. Ryan
1: June win. Women no. support other women. Yeah, <laughs> so I will not step back from girls on top. No. <laughs> um. But anyway, um. Yeah. Thanks for sending
0: in a voicemail, Marissa. And if you ever want to send us a voicemail about anything, one eight one AMAK pop five is the number. Um. And yeah. With all that, girls, on top, we will be right back with a random game. On the bottom. All right, we are back. And I recently got a new computer and had to transfer the random number generator spreadsheet to a new computer. And it did not lose any of its creepy magic. In it the sure didn't. <laughs> if anything, process, it, it uh ramped it, it up stronger. a bit. I think it got stronger. <laughs> because this week, it gave us SES, which was SM's
1: original girl group. The very what? first girl group SM ever produced. What? I'm what? shocked.
0: Yes. Um SES will absolutely get a deep dive probably at some point this
1: year or soon. For the histories, just like H.O.T. But they
0: debuted in 1997. They were a three-member girl group, Bada, Eugene, and Shu. Um, we've talked about them and some of their later albums in our deep dives on the year 2000 and year 2001, because they were active until 2002. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about some of their like later albums there, but they were a huge deal. They were super popular in the nineties. Everybody wanted to get their hair cut like them. Mm -hmm. Like they were just, they were the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, but they released eight studio albums in their whole career. They had a bunch of number ones like they were super, super popular, like we said, and we will go into it someday. But fortunately for us to watch today, like we've talked about, SM has been remastering a lot of their old music videos. So we're going to watch the remastered version of Dreams Come True, which was a very popular SES song that was recently
1: covered by Espa amazing wow that is the synergy that's really crazy the synergy so this dreams come true was originally released in 1998 but remastered in 2021
0: uh so if you'd like to watch it with us you can pull up ses dreams come true it's on the sm town channel and it says remastered big in the thumbnail um and just press play when i say go three two one go
1: Oh my god. Ooh, okay, so we had like a brief split second shot of them in their CGI. CGI. Oh, here we,
0: go. here we go. Okay, so
1: this. Oh, I thought they were suits, but they're wearing like insane. They're like tunic dresses. Yeah, I was gonna say like pilgrim dresses. Like they're very long and like modest. They look like Neo's, like, Matrix outfit, but in white. Yes, but something. in white. And then they each have, like, oh, my God. This, this old school the CGI. remastered <laughs> CGI is really amazing. Um, because there's three of them, they always have, like, very strong TLC vibes to me. And because mm-hmm. it's, like, similar era. So you get, like, you know. Like, this kind of choreo feels very, like...
0: Yeah, the way that this this little butterfly clips... uh, That's Mm -hmm. how I wore my
1: hair every day in sixth grade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and this one with her, like, super messy buns that just looks like a nest on top of her head. Oh my
0: god, little angel wings.
1: (laughs) So the CGI was like, at first, we're like, something, some kind of weird alien pod is like flying through the universe. And then the alien pod like opens and there's this like shimmery, like person figure in it. And then the shimmery person, I guess, became each one of these girls because then they had like shimmery wings.
0: Oh my god, 90s K pop choreo is great. It's just so much like, it's so much steps.
1: It's so many elbows and knees.
0: Yes, that too.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Eugene's bangs are like the straightest bangs I've ever seen. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: It's funny, this song is so soft and like yeah. their voices are so. <laughs> yeah. like come on
0: yeah that's just like a baby voice yeah just doing like a whispery baby voice but this like but this little like this little groove little is pipe-y. so good oh uh, yeah i love it Ooh, these outfits You're are so me! silly they look like they're made of plastic yeah oh they're Aww. little fairies <laughs> having so much fun they're like they're glowing <laughs> oh
1: yeah the, the gl- oh Ooh, disappeared. they disappeared <laughs> that CGI money well spent SM why are they like blurry
0: oh, oh my, my god. god an alien is rapping now Wow, that was unexpected. <laughs> that did really come out of absolutely nowhere. Suddenly, Eugene had a tiny, like, little alien in her hand, and it did the rap. And it looked like a voice. weird, like,
1: troll. Yeah, mushroom it looked like doll. a troll.
0: Yeah, it didn't look like an alien. It looked like a weird forest gnome.
1: <laughs> that looks like the ship that's at the end of school.
2: I was Oz. gonna say. That! <laughs> It's the it's same the
1: CGI SM UFO. <laughs> they actually used the same image.
0: <gasps> Look how
1: chunky their thinking.
0: shoes are. Yeah.
1: Also, they're like see-through holograms.
2: <laughs>
1: Whoa. <gasps> Ooh, they disappeared. Damn. <laughs> Times New Roman. Wow.
0: See, Lee Suman used to spend money on his girl groups. SES famously had a music video that cost a million dollars in, like, 1999, and it was a really big deal.
1: Man, what happened, bro? I don't know. What happened to you, man?
0: All right. Well, anyway, that was freaky coincidence. Thank you, Random Number Generator, for being the weirdest thing in the world.
1: You know we love you.
0: This monster we've created. (laughs) Yeah, accidentally, and I think it gets it gets stronger and stronger
1: with time. Every year, every hundred episodes, it like <laughs> levels up like a Pokemon. <laughs> scary. All right. Um, yes. Weekly recommendations. I have something in mind. Do You have go something ahead. In mind? Yeah, okay. I do,
0: but mine's super off topic, so you should. Okay, mine on is on topic. topic. Okay. Good.
1: Um, because I realized when I did my like Spotify Wrapped that I never got a chance to talk about this song. Um, so. I want to recommend my number one most listened to song of 2021, which came out at the very end of 2020. So it came out in this liminal space, like Ugh, after our worst. like it didn't make it onto any of our end of the year awards last year and it, or 2020. And it couldn't do it for 2021 either because it came out at the end of 2020. And that is Tayon. what do I call you? I absolutely love this song. This is what I was thinking of earlier um, when we were talking about her solo work and how she explores the different aspects of the genre. Mm -hmm. Like, she really doesn't stay in one lane. And I think this song is so cool. And cool but sad, to quote uh, Keys' Saturday Night. Mm -hmm. Like, that is a perfect description of this song because I – Love the way that she kind of like speaks, sings, and then like goes into this like gorgeous high note that like just slides right into the chorus. And the like syncopation of the of the lyrics is really fun. But it's like a very sad, melancholy song about like not having this relationship anymore and like not knowing what to call this person because like what even are you to me now? Um, and this came out. She had an EP that went with it, and each of the songs is a little bit different. Like it doesn't necessarily follow the same vibe as What Do I Call You? Um, But the the whole EP is really, really nice. It has like five or six tracks on it, and I loved it. And I listened to that song the most last year. So that's my recommendation. Wonderful. I'm pretty (laughs) sure that was also one of my absolute
0: most played because as soon as it came out, I listened to it so, so constantly. Like on repeat. Yeah, just, just like just on that, a loop. It's one of those songs, but yeah, it's so good. The like on the like she like yeah, holds mm-hmm. all of those through yeah. to the next one. Like oh, yes, it's so the, vocally like, impressive.
1: Is a Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, it's so good. And, like, the very beginning of, like, Hello, oh, not stranger. Oh, I just memories, love it. It's memories, so... Memories, memories, oh, oh, yes. Yes, yes. She does such cool things with her voice because, like, we were saying, she's such a good singer that she can, like, do anything. Um, and this song is definitely... The focus is not on sounding pretty, so she has, like, a bit of fun with it. Um, but I was, like, so heartbroken that I never got an opportunity to talk about this song, so talking about it now there it is good job <laughs> good job
0: um so my recommendation has like it has nothing to do with k-pop but i think it is adjacent Gasp! i know <laughs> but it's adjacent enough and i enjoyed it so much that i felt like i just needed to share it with you the listener because i thought some of y'all might get a kick out of it so this is a recommendation for another podcast
1: Double gas. I know. Competition.
0: I know. I can't believe it. <laughs> um, but my buddy Dave Holmes, he was an MTV VJ in the late 90s, early 2000s, and he recently did a podcast that was a passion project podcast. It's 10 episodes and it's called Waiting for Impact. And the premise of this uh, podcast is that in Boys to Men's debut music video, other artists from Boys to Men's label are teased in the music video including a boy band called Sudden Impact and Sudden Impact never came out and Dave never stopped thinking about it for 20 <laughs> years so on this podcast he goes on a journey to try to find Sudden Impact or find out what happened and it's got a lot of like really interesting stuff about like early 90s uh like music industry stuff and how like billboard charts work and like just like a fun history time capsule of music of that time and then it turns into this story about like gumption and following your dreams and like it's only 10 episodes I listened to the whole thing on a single day when we were driving on the way back to California and I just enjoyed it so much and I thought like I feel like our listeners like this is the kind of podcast our listeners might like so I couldn't I just had to shout it out love it
1: um sometimes it's not all about K-pop.
0: It's not all about K-pop, but I will say one thing I can recommend that is K-pop and came out last yesterday and blew my mind is Changmin put out a music video for one of the <gasps> singles on his album that's coming out and it is so wild. It's so wild. It's like a meatloaf song. Like the song is I don't even know what to do with it and like he looks amazing
1: and it's so cheeky and it's so crazy. Oh my god, I watched it in the morning and I like immediately went to go message Jenna and I'm currently I locked myself out of my Instagram. So oh, I no. need to like reset my password because I like wanted to scream at her because she's such a chung-mean bias and I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and this fucking music video is awesome yeah it's it's so cool and I, I saw like some of the the like two Cassies I follow on on Tumblr who were talking about how like Changmin has created a very specific Person Persona, like celebrity persona. Max Max is
0: a different person than Charmin is. But
1: even his, like, just general attitude, like, about celebrity culture and about, like, his place as a cog in the machine and, like, whatever. And then, like, this, like, style of music that, like, Chocolate gave us with this kind of, like, screaming, like... I don't know, like, edge to it. Yeah. And this whole music video is called Maniac. And it's uh, filmed, like, an Alfred Hitchcock movie or something. And Mm -hmm. he has, like, you know, there's different acts or whatever. It's, like, act one, like, Black Widow or whatever. And, like, at different points, he is, like, both the woman who gets killed in the shower in Psycho, but also, like, Norman or, like, uh, American Psycho. Like, Mm -hmm. he's, like, different... Different like characters and personas and like he has like a crazy chest tattoo Tattoo. and like flame tattoos and like his costumes are so brightly colored and like, oh man, it's just really good. It's such a cool song.
0: Yeah, and I'm super looking forward to this album. Like, the pictures he put on Instagram yesterday of him, like, in those, like, bell bottoms and coat, like, looking like <gasps> Prince and Bowie, that like, fur oh my coat god. coat
1: without a shirt on underneath, and he's wearing bell bottoms and heel boots and standing in shadows with, like, an inch of eyeliner on. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here! I know! Shim mean Unacceptable! Unacceptable! Unacceptable!
0: But also so exciting, and as Jenna pointed out today, Mino is doing music shows for heartbreak. We yes, win. I saw that. Yeah, and then Changmin promoting same time.
1: Maybe fun <gasps> times. That's all. I mean, they're besties. They're best. They're like so lovey dovey on each other's Instagram. It's fucking adorable. They are like cute. always complimenting each other, and like <laughs> every picture they post, they're just like, "Oh my god, how are you so handsome?" <laughs> it's really cute. It's really cute. Very very love cute. I love their friendship. I love Changmino. Too. Changmino. <laughs> um. All right. Well,
0: that is it for today. Thanks for listening to this recap of Girls on Top with us. Um. If you would like to get in contact with us, we can be found at AMAKPOPPOD on Twitter and Instagram. AMAKPOPPOD at gmail.com for emails. Uh, if you want to be like Marissa and leave a voicemail, and maybe hear it on the show, 181 AMAKPOP5. You can send us presents or letters to PO Box 26096, Los Angeles, California 90026. Linktree slash AMAKPOP will take you to our Discord where you can hang out with fun listeners. Our YouTube and Spotify playlists, we make them for every episode. So all the recommendations of Girls on Tops, we'll have those in a playlist for you. Easily accessible. Um And that is all the places, I believe. Oh, Patreon. Join our Patreon. Patreon.com slash pod We put out yeah. bonus Fun video bonus content. stuff every month. And yeah, I think that's it. Next week, I believe... Our show turns four years old in a few days, which is so shocking to me. I can hardly believe it.
1: That is really nuts.
0: It's so nuts, but I've caught wind that y'all are planning something. We don't know what it is because we're not allowed to look. So I guess stay tuned to find out what happens next week because I guess I'm going to wait on y'all to
1: see what happens, to see yeah, what we Yeah, we haven't planned do. an episode I don't know. yet, I don't so know. you tell us. <laughs> What to do. We'll be waiting. We'll be waiting. Next week is just going to be us drinking wine.
0: Yeah, I'll just sit here. I'm going to turn the mics on and sit here and just like wait and see what happens.
1: <laughs> we can just reminisce about the past four years. I mean, why Talk not? Talk about favorite moments.
0: I when, when? yeah. I mean,
1: we can shoot the shit
0: for an hour. Yeah, Damn. we do it all shit. the time. <laughs>
1: <Shit>. <laughs> That's all we do.
0: All right. All right. Goodbye. We love you. Hi Jong you're our inspiration.